Welcome to Core Nourishment. I'm Annie Wagner, your host. This podcast is designed to empower, inspire, ignite presence, purpose, and intention in your day. Welcome back to the Core Nourishment Podcast. I'm Annie Wagoner, your host, and it feels so incredible to be back here with all of you. I took the last year off. It felt like a necessary and powerful pause for me, and yet I realized how much I truly miss podcasting. It lights me up with so much joy, and I love being able to be of service in this way and to hold space for others to share their stories and their passions, vulnerability, sense of purpose, and to inspire. So today, episode 17, woohoo, I got to bring Nathan Smith of Embodied Excellence back. We recorded episode seven together back in 2016. So if you have not listened to that one, I strongly encourage you to do so. Nathan is a certified high-performance coach, a yoga teacher, and also a dear friend. And he dives into what he's been up to for the last year and a half, how his business has expanded, how much he's grown, what high performance is, a feeling of energy, joy, engagement that allows life to explode and expand, how much he truly wants to help and be of service to others and to as many people as possible. He states that he wants to be one of the top high performance coaches in the world. And he is on his way. It's so beautiful and powerful. Um, you'll love it. He also shares about a recent skiing adventure he had that represents such a perfect metaphor for life and high performance. So I'm going to leave it at that. Tune in. If you enjoy the episode, please feel free to go to iTunes and offer a review and rate my podcast. I would greatly appreciate it and enjoy. the core nourishment podcast i'm annie wagoner your host and i i feel so excited and enlivened right now because i have nathan smith back with me as my like first guest back in over a year it's been i guess since last july was when i recorded my last podcast so this is episode 17 i had you for episode seven and i remember we said we looked at each other at the end of that one and we said I'm like, I look forward to doing this again in a year, and it's a little longer, a year and a half. Hey, but here um, we are. But here we are. Yeah, so I'm super excited to be back. So yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome, Nathan. Um, so those of you who don't know Nathan already, um, he is founder of Embodied Excellence, a high-performance coach, um, has been my coach, as well as a dear friend and a fellow yoga teacher and mindfulness teacher in the Seacoast area. Um, and I want to just dive back into that, Nathan. Last time... In your episode, you really dug deep and shared a lot about like what high-performance coaching is and your path that led you there. Mm-hmm. Um, for listeners who haven't listened to that episode yet, do you mind defining high-performance coaching? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so high-performance, I look at from a couple different perspectives. There's more the, the Webster's Dictionary uh, of what high-performance is, which we would define as simply um, performing at levels that are above your standard norm, whatever your standard norm is. Um, And it's going to be different for everybody. So we're just really thinking about what is beyond what I've been doing, uh, what's regular for me. 
but that's too technical for me. I don't really favor that description. I really like um, the one, what is the feeling of high performance? And that's really what mm -hmm. high performance coaching is all about. Um, the feeling of high performance is feeling more joyful every mm -hmm. single day. How can you experience tapping into more joy? How can you have more confidence in yourself to show up for you, for your life, for your family, your relationships? Um, and then how do you have more full engagement, which of course is tied to presence, but how can you be more fully engaged in your life? And those three things are really the pillar of what high performance is all about. Um, mm -hmm. I think we all know the experience of being in a job where we're not really in it. Uh, I think even study, I don't know the exact numbers, studies have shown somewhere around 85% of people are disengaged from their work. And so, I mean, that's a huge, it's a staggering number. And it's understandable because a lot of people aren't doing things that are in alignment with their purpose and mm. what they really want to be doing. And so it's easy to get disengaged there. Um, so my mission, my joy, my passion is really helping people not only perform better, but to perform in things that are meaningful for them. And, and that's really what, what I'm all about and what, what lights me up. So mm, I love that. I remember when in our last episode that we recorded together, you're talking about that feeling. And um, I, think, I think that's so absolutely beautiful that you help to capture that for people to help them tap back into that energy within because mm -hmm. that's the energy that's going to help them thrive. Absolutely. Um, so that's awesome. That's so great. Yeah. Um, you have the three words on top of, at your, of your website and passion, purpose, and performance. Um, why those three words? Uh, great question. Um, passion because... I learned a long time ago what living without passion is like. Um, you know, so I shared the story of, of my brother passing um, last time we spoke. And, and from there, like, I, I just stopped expressing the mm -hmm. way that was truly me. And, and then once I opened that back up, once I learned how to fully be me again and tap into my passions, mm -hmm. I really learned the difference. And, and it's a huge difference. And I just, I want people to be able to tap into their passions and, and, and live that way. Cause it's so beautiful when you can, mm -hmm. um, purpose, that's sort of the same thing, right? It's when we're tapped into our purpose, we are happier. We're more lit up. And, and that's what I want for people. I want them to truly be happy in their life and, and at the end of their life, be able to look back and be proud of, yeah. of the legacy that they've left. Yeah. Um, and then performance, of course, it's, you're not going to get those things if you're not performing. If you don't feel like you're, um, you're performing at the levels that you know you're capable of, so your full potential, you're probably not going to be as passionate. Um, and you're certainly not going to feel like you're aligned with purpose if you're not sort of on the mission and getting things done. Mm. Right? You're going to feel more discouraged. You're going to feel like, oh, am I even doing the right thing? And so those three things are really essential pillars to being in the essence of high performance. Wow. Yes. <laughs> you put yeah. you the way you were those things. It's, yeah, it's so clear. And um, you talk about that in, in like your journey and your sharing um, because, again, it's been a year and a half. Do you mind like reflecting on some of those things that have that you're continuing to connect with every single day to keep your passion alive and your presence? And sure. Um, so it's been um, it's been a big year for me, Annie. I know. Um, <laughs> well, last, so, I to hear about this. So we were in September, I think you said was... September 2016. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. A lot so happens. I started actually. I, I was blessed to be able to get an offer to work for my mentor's company. 
uh, and do coaching for him and his clients. And at this point, because of that, I've, I've coached people in over 20 countries around the world. I've done over a thousand high performance sessions. Oh my gosh. Um, and so I've just really learned so much. And so for me, I've been able to literally deep dive and focus and just hone my craft um, over the past year, well, maybe even year and a half. Um, and so for me, uh, that has lit me up. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so passionate because I get to help so many people uh, and so many diverse people from all around the world. Yeah. Uh, and it's so interesting to see, even though diverse cultures like, you know, people from Kazakhstan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, many people throughout many countries throughout Europe, um, South Africa, so Australia, so literally all over the world. And all these people, like, they all want the same thing. They all want more time. They all want more freedom. They all want more um, deepening of their relationships. And so what I found is that by really connecting with so many people, it's just, we're all so fundamentally the same. I love that. There's and, like a collective it's a beautiful thing to it. awareness that yeah. we all actually really want the same thing. We do. No and and it's the same things that hold us all back. Yeah, that's true. You the know, fears, it's, there's but, patterns, right? Yeah. We all have patterns <laughs> that just repeat over and over. And, and it's such a joy to sort of see or feel the breakthrough mm-hmm. that people have when they get that insight or that aha moment or when they've had the courage to, to really step through and, um, and do something different. Mm. Do something that's going to empower them or align them more with with their vision and their passion. So it's pretty. It's been pretty awesome. Been yeah. an awesome year. Wow, twenty different countries and thousands of different. That's incredible. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. That's Thank huge. you. Thank you. That's like a big, yeah, huge steps. Um, yeah. Talking about like so, yeah, definitely a collective awareness around the fact that that we all fundamentally want the same thing and, and go mm-hmm. through very similar experiences. Do you find that there's a common thread with having worked with so many different people? Um, a common, I guess I'm trying to think, a common tool that you offer that, that allows uh, the, a breakthrough? Sure, yeah. Um, I would say a couple things. So, well, I'll probably say more than a couple. So, so the late great Jim Rohn, I love one of his uh, his expressions. He says that for every promise, there's a price, and when the promise is clear, the price is easy to pay. And so, when I think about that, I really, I would say that is a theme that shows up over and over. So, one of the pillars of high performance is clarity, and that's really what the promises that we're talking about. When you look at what is the promise? It's the promise of uh, what's the dream? What's the ambition? Where do I want to go? What's the passion? So that's the purpose. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the getting clear on why you want to go there. Getting clear on what is the vision? What does there look like? If you can really paint that picture as clearly as possible, um, you know, whether it's I want to be a professional athlete or an Olympian or a CEO or a business owner, uh, any of those things, you know, that's going to be the the promise mm. like so when you look at the promise now it's okay how do i get there right Working and there's back. always a price <laughs> right there's always a price to all of those things and the idea behind his quote there is that when you're so super clear on what that promise is and and what it's going to give you and the way it's going to help you serve or give back or whatever it is for you then you're more than happy to pay that price mm. it doesn't mean it's going to be easy right cuz it's not 
Like all those things require yeah. really hard work. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be struggle. And that's why one of the things we say in high performance is honor the struggle. Because mm-hmm. it's going to be there. And it'll always be there. It'll, it'll always. Right. Yeah. Right. right? It's, it's, uh, Brendan talks about, you know, the, the two, um, the two narratives of, of the human life, if you will, is, um, struggle and progress. Right. So that's, that's it. (laughs) And if you want progress, you have to struggle. Exactly. And the thing with struggle is it's either going to destroy you Mm. or it's going to develop you. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a a great story. Actually, I want to share with you. Um, Did I tell you my ski story? I don't remember. No, I want to hear it. Oh, okay. So obviously we've been getting a lot of snow recently here in the Northeast. Uh (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Mother Nature. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Um, So we decided, my girlfriend and I decided to go skiing. Um, I think this was last Saturday. I've never been skiing in my entire life. Really? Never. Uh, I tried snowboarding once. Okay. And that, you know, mixed results. Wasn't great. Wasn't horrible. Um, So this time, like, I'll try skiing. Because in theory, skiing should be easier, you know, for an old person like me. Um, Yes and no. We have a little further to fall. (laughs) Yes and no, right. So I'm like, okay, I'll try it. Were you scared? Yes, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I too. <laughs> so, and that's that's one of the morals of the story here. So, there's actually a lot of morals to this story. Um, so, we went up to Gunstock, mm-hmm. and it was we were night skiing, which starts at three o'clock. So fun. So, mm-hmm. the thing with night skiing though is they close some of the trails after four o'clock. So, we really wanted to go to the top and see the view. It's such a beautiful view up there yeah. of the lake and the mountains and mm. just the snow had blanketed the whole countryside, you know, and the evergreens are popping out. Um, it's just gorgeous up there, right? So, we wanted to go up there and see the view. Of course, I never skied before. So, am I going to go to the top of this mountain? How the heck am I going to get down? <laughs> um, and my girlfriend's like, no, like, you'll be fine. Like, you'll figure it out. And, um, and one of my core beliefs is I believe in my ability to figure things out. Totally. So, yeah. you know. And you um, have the support of your, your partner. And I had like, support. You know, all this belief in you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I was like, all right, uh, I'll go up there. You know, and I'm like, I'm athletic. I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, so we go up there. And and right away, the trail that we were taking, I mean, it wasn't, you know, by any means the hardest trail that they have. But for someone who's never skied before, it yeah. was it was and pretty steep. Do you mind if I interrupt you for yeah. one second? The ski lift. So I remember when I was learning to ski, it was getting off the ski lift. That was one of the scariest parts for me. So how was that having never um, skied and then you're getting off? Did you do okay? I did. Okay. Well, I had done it with snowboarding, which okay. actually okay. I think is harder. It's harder to do with a snowboard. I can, yeah, I can imagine. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it was actually funny because there's four of us. We had a, some people with us, right. um, friends. And she was like, well, put him on, on the outside so when you get off the lift, he can just, just like go straight. Off, yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> but we got it backwards, and I was on the other side. And oh, so no. I ended up on the wrong side. So what we did is, um, and luckily it kind of went slow enough, so that was fine. Yeah, okay. Um, but I just grabbed onto my girlfriend, <laughs> and she kind of like helped <laughs> me out. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Oh, awesome. I would have fallen over probably if not for that. Okay. Um, but it was fine. So I get off, and then I'm looking at the hill. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, I have to go down that? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, the idea, you're supposed to kind of zigzag across the mountain, mm-hmm. right, as you go down. Well, I can't zig and I can't zag. <laughs> <laughs> so the only option for me is to go straight, which would kill me. Mm. So I'm like, okay, how are we going to do this? And, and she's really trying to get me. She's like, do the pie. You know, the pizza. Do yeah. the pizza. Do yeah. the pizza. And she's like, turn. And I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm trying. I'm like, I'm trying to do it. And the turn isn't happening. And it's just, I keep falling and I have to keep waiting for people who are, uh, you know, coming down who know how to ski and who are supposed to be up there. Um, 
And so we're just waiting for these opportunities, and I just, you know, keep falling down the mountain. My skis keep popping off, like, oh you know, gosh, every even. every other time, and uh, it's taking so long. And at some point, uh, I, I don't know how far we're... So this trail, we find out later, is like two and a half miles down the mountain. Oh, my gosh. So it's pretty you long. You guys had taken, like, the really long, like... Yeah. Like, the round... Yes. Okay, I, I've been there before, so okay. I can imagine yeah. which one. So yeah. it's two and a half miles, and, and we were, I don't even know, maybe half a mile down the mountain. And, and I'm just like... This isn't happening. Like, I can't turn. Um, so we're trying to figure out what to do. And luckily, my girlfriend's resourceful. And she felt somewhat responsible for bringing me up there. And she's like, all right, so here's what we're going to do. And basically, I just got behind her, grabbed onto her. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of took the weight and would be, like, verbally guiding me down. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, turn. Like, you know, lean here and, like, yeah. look up the mountain. and. And we just had to go down the mountain that way, still slowly, because yeah. we couldn't pick up, like, a consistent pace. Um, eventually, at some point, the ski patrol came down because they had closed the mountain, the, like, that oh, trail. That trail. Oh, and boy. so they have to make sure everybody's off the mountain. And we're the last ones <laughs> on the mountain. And and they're like, you know, and I told them, but I've never skied before. And they they kind of gave her a hard time, which is a little funny. They're like, you brought him up here? <laughs> and, and she's like, I forgot what it's like to be a beginner. <laughs> And so we well, eventually got down. It was a great adventure together. <laughs> it was. We eventually got down. It took us two hours to get down the mountain. Oh, um, you know, our friends had, like, gone up and down, I think, three or four times yeah. in the time it took us to do this. Um, so a couple morals to the story is that when things like that happen, well, I would say one thing is being, we all have to be accountable for our choices. Mm. Yes, she brought me up there. She sort of had this idea of, uh, let's go up to the top. We want to see the view. And, and that was the promise, right? In this yeah. case, the promise was, <laughs> I wanted to see this gorgeous view, right? And yeah. I agreed to that. I signed up for that. So that was my choice. Yeah, you're like signing um, up. Help me help and you. I knew I couldn't <laughs> ski. So, I mean, that was yeah. entirely my choice. Can't be mad at her about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the price, of course, for seeing that view was <laughs> the struggle mm-hmm. of getting down yes. the mountain. Um, but believing in myself that I would find a way. like, And I could have taken my skis off and walked down the mountain. But what fun is that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So I'm going to go through the struggle. I'm going to develop. I'm not going to let this destroy me. I'm going to develop through this process and become a better skier, which isn't hard. <laughs> I've never done it before, but become a better skier at this point. Um, so that's one thing, right? So there's always going to be... Guys, you work together on it, too, as opposed yeah. to you could have chosen to be... Absolutely. You know, like there's so many emotional moments there I imagine so, yeah because yeah. it's scary and, yeah. and she's probably getting frustrated and I'm getting frustrated right. and then there's people now watching us yeah. right yeah. the ski patrol yeah. and they were great they uh, actually took our phone and took pictures oh, that's, for us that's sweet that's awesome um, so so the other thing is that you know Tony Robbins says I really love what he says it's not the event that matters it's mm. the meaning that you give it mm. and so true so the event yeah. here is yeah, we did something stupid. I went up to a mountain. I couldn't ski down. Because let's uh, say it was courageous, like a little courage there, but then... It was. And, but then washed with maybe some... It was. We're <laughs> yeah. the kind of people that Ski Patrol hates. Exactly. Right? right. Like, we don't want to have to save people like you. Um, but nevertheless, that's nevertheless, where we were. Yep. And the meaning we gave it was, all right, this is going to be an adventure. Mm. This is going to be fun. And we were laughing and smiling most of the way down. Yeah. I mean, it hurts when you fall on ice. Yes. But most oh. of the way down, we were smiling and laughing and... And so when I think of high performance, I mean, that's what high performance is about. It's not about being the best in your field, per se. Mm -hmm. It's just about upping your game, upping your level, 
and doing it in a way that when you're going through the struggle of that, that you are enjoying it. Mm. However you do that. Mm. So which really like adds that layer of, of presence, like being present and, and mindfulness, mm-hmm. which I absolutely appreciate. Yeah. Um, that power, yeah, that power of choice, like how we end up, like there's a reaction and then the respondability. We've talked, we talked about this in the last episode. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I love that. I love that you just share that story. <laughs> You're making people smile uh, and laugh a lot. Um, and how great that you and your girlfriend can share that. And, absolutely. Um, and the memory is a great memory. Yeah. 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 And, and you talked about courage, Annie, and it's so true. Like, I think it was um, T.S. Eliot who said, only those who will risk going too far will find out how far one can go. Totally. Yeah. And so I, I had to. I had to find out, okay, what are my limits? We all do this as children, mm. you know, we, whether or <laughs> adolescents, right? Mm-hmm. We're always pushing our boundaries and our limits to mm-hmm. see what we can get away with. The idea here is how can we do that in a mature, responsible way? Yes. <laughs> now, not in a maybe dangerous or irresponsible yeah. way. Yeah. Um, so really being intentional about pushing our limits. Mm. And again, and that's another, you know, courage, as you know, is one of the pillars mm-hmm. that we work on in high performance is to how can we make sure that we're consistently upping our game and stepping out of that comfort zone or that familiar zone? Because, mm-hmm. you know, that zone's not always comfortable. So yeah. sometimes we're just familiar, right? The devil you know is better than the devil that you don't. Yeah. Um, so how can we, so, so about what is that next best step for me? So if people um, just ask themselves that question more consistently, like what is that next best action or step for me? Mm-hmm. And being brave and willing to to do that and to step into that and, as we said, honor the struggle and develop through it. Mm. So that's what this is all about. I love that. I love that example too. Um the struggle can be so hard. I think that sometimes it's, you know, some people choose or feel like it's easier just to run away from it or avoid it or just halt wherever yeah. they're at and uh, look the other way. And mm. the fact that you, and you do this so incredibly well, like hold space for people. Um, it's much more than holding space. <laughs> Nudging people by really being a strong force of support um, through those struggles and, and asking them to just sit with it. Um, and acknowledge yeah. all those feelings. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. It's so powerful. Yeah. And, you know, and, and you're a great example. I mean, look how much you've undertaken and, and grown and stepped into things that were new for you. Mm-hmm. I and mean, even this podcast, which is awesome. I know. I know. And I really, like, just want to pause to, to shout shout that out um, to you, Nathan. So thank you. Because and it feels so absolutely perfect to have you here um, as I dive back into this. Um, because podcasting is one of the, I'd say one of the projects or um, creative um, tasks, not tasks, that's not the right word. I don't know what it is, project that I have um, created in my life that has brought so much joy and I love mm. it. And um, I took a pause um, that felt necessary in the last year and a half, <laughs> but um, but I'm so grateful for your nudging to, to get back into it. So yeah. thank you for being my first guest back. Yeah, yeah. Um, such a pleasure. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, I wanted to share a story about you know, when we look at being courageous and stepping to that next level, and, and you exemplified this really well, is what sometimes people do. This isn't the part you exemplified. What people <laughs> do is they sometimes feel alone and they'll kind of step back and, and think that they have to do it all themselves. Mm-hmm. And what we know from high performance studies, and that's actually one of the big developments um, since you and I talked last time, is high performance now and the things that we talk about, this is a science. So there's been mm. a study 
that's been done, a big study that has, you know, given a lot of data to the things that we knew before, but now we can prove it and back it up with science. Mm. Um, so, you know, these different habits that we talk about, these aren't just, well, this might be good for you. It's like, no, this will definitely be good for you. It's, it's proven. Mm -hmm. Um, but what we find is that high performers tend to ask for help more often. Mm. So they'll, be courageous and you know step into things they've never done before but they don't do it alone they ask for help they they speak up they share what their dream is and their their passion and, and what their vision is and because they share it and they take on that accountability they get other people to support them sometimes because they ask for it other times because people just like to help right and right and they volunteer that. it yeah um and so you ask for help in getting this started and um and that's really from my perspective and you can share more to it but I mean, it seems like that ask for help is really what got you to where you are yeah most definitely and and is a huge um a huge thing i had to learn um asking for mm -hmm. help because there was a there is a voice as i as i know for so many again a collective thing that like oh i've got to got to do this by myself. I got to figure this out and like do it on my own and pave the way. And, um, mm -hmm. but really no, I think there's so much, it's very much opposite. It's when we can open ourselves up for that support, mm -hmm. um, landing our own strengths and then asking for the strength of other people as well as, um, that collaborative energy yep. that is so powerful. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I would uh, say totally. <laughs> to, to any, you know, people listening even right now, it's think about what are your goals? What are, what's some vision or, or mission that you have, some project that you have? And maybe it's not going as fast as you want it to. Just who can I ask for help? Right? Yeah. That, just be explicit. Who can I ask for help? What would that help be? Mm. And open, as you said, open yourself up to doing it and, and you'll get ahead faster. Totally. So, yeah, yeah. That energy, that accountability, that structure, which actually brings me to um, want to ask you about structure because I know for me it's, it remains a struggle. It remains a, a challenge. I me have to too. come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have like so many ideas and, and coming back to this world of like go, go, go and multitasking and so many things in our in our minds and our brains. Um, working with you was so pivotal to help me to really bring structure and clarity and organization to my my productivity and to my like purpose and, and all mm -hmm. the things I wanted to get to um and reconnecting with you recently has mm -hmm. reminded me of how important that is <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so can, can you speak to um do you mind speaking to structure and how structure. you help to or um, support people with that yes um so when we talk about clarity as one of the key habits of high performance uh, and of course productivity if you're going to be a high performer you have to be productive and those two are well actually i should say all of the topics of high performance clarity energy courage productivity and influence uh, and, and there's a new one actually necessity um, which you and i haven't really I talked know, too I much know about, about this. okay um but they're all interrelated they're all correlated and again this is shown through the science that when one of these areas improves the other improves which also means when one decreases or gets worse, others get worse. Uh, and clarity is so essential to productivity. And when we talk about structure, which is something that I just personally, I, I don't want to say struggle per se with, because I don't struggle with it. I just don't like it. Mm. <laughs> like I don't, I don't like 
the the act of having to go through and put all these things in my calendar and maybe even automate certain things. Like I don't enjoy that. Mm. But where some I, people that like really some people do right so type A like that's their quan right yeah. Um, but for me, it's just not. Mm-hmm. And I know if I want to achieve the goals that I have for myself in my life, I have to do it. So it's sort of there's. There's sacrifices we have to make, right? The price. And and that's one of the prices that I have to pay is I have to be mindful of creating structure. And so, you know, I've been telling clients recently um, that your if you want to know what your standard is, like what is your standard of what you expect of yourself, just take a look at your calendar. And if you open your calendar and if you don't have things structured and if you don't have, um, you know, like exercise in your calendar, if you don't have um, different time blocks for making sure you're doing X, Y, and Z on your Mm. projects um, and those things that you say are important to you, I can almost guarantee you're not doing a lot of those things or you're not doing them consistently. Mm. So a great place to start is just for structure is what does my calendar look like? And does my calendar reflect what I tell myself I want to achieve? Mm. Usually there's incongruence there and that's one of the best places to go. Yeah. So clarity comes in when we say, okay, well, let's get clear on what are the things that I say I want to do. So what are the projects, right? Let's call them projects. Um, and then identifying what are the, the steps. So we like to break things up into what are the five big moves to whatever that project is to get from where I am to completion. Mm. And think of these, these big moves as buckets. And each bucket has its own activities. Right. So this is just a a daily, really easy project plan to say every day you can look at what's the project, what are the five big moves. And now understand what are my priorities for today. So you're obviously not going to get all of those big moves done in one day. I mean, projects take time and and consistency and consistent Mm. focus. Mm, Uh, So (laughs) so just make sure that your priorities reflect, you know, a focus and intention with those projects with those five big moves. Mm. And if you do that, if you do that every single day, you're going to make progress. You're going to get ahead. Uh, What people too often in my experience, what people fall into is I have to, I have to get get it all done. You know, all this has to get done. Yes. And then what happens is they get overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and they get less done. Mm. But really it's, you know, and I'm sure I've told you this, um, high performance and success really is comes from small things done consistently over time. Yes. And that yields big results. Yeah. And it's like with anything like weight loss, you know, it's, you don't, you're not going to lose 20 pounds in a day. Right. It's the small things you do every single day. And over time, like before you know it, even you're like, oh my God, like look at the difference. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's the first thing. Get clear. And put it in your calendar. Well, and I love that you also mentioned exercise in there, Nathan, because um, I found in in clients I've worked with, as well as just conversations I have with people, I mean, I think a lot of people, like, it's like their to-do list and and calendars reflect all the things that they are, um, like, that's work-related or, like, or kids' activities and all these things. And it's Mm -hmm. like, well, number one, I try to help people, it's like, what are you doing for you? What are you nourishing yourself with so that you show up mm-hmm. to all these other things, projects, work, family um, activities with energy? You yeah. know? And so I love, I love that you mentioned exercise because I think that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. It's essential. And you know, movement is what gives us energy. Right. right? If we're right. not moving. You think of anyone who's depressed, yeah. you know, they, when you think of them, they're very immobile, you know, slunt slouched shoulders, head down, it's almost like they're a statue, mm-hmm. you know, when the way they talk mm-hmm. is very slow and 
drawn out and everything's kind of like this. Mm. And, and I don't say that, you know, in any way to, you know, make fun, but that's just the physiology of it. That's what that looks like. Mm. And so the more we start to really move our body and access our body, it's so essential to high performance. Mm-hmm. If you're not energized, like I said, these are all interrelated. Yes. If, like you can have all the clarity in the world. Yeah. If you're not energized, how much movement or how much progress are you going to bring to that clarity? Mm. How much action? Probably not a lot. Yeah. And so productivity suffers. Uh, also, what we know is confidence really um, is going to go down. You know, like when you feel when you don't feel confident in one area, you feel not confident in other areas. It starts mm. to spread, and vice versa. And vice versa, that ripple. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So if you want to build your self confidence. Just start to do other things that you can feel confident with mm. and that'll build it in other areas. Mm. So. so true. Yeah. yeah. So tell me about um, you. Like tell me about a day me. in the life of Nathan right now and how do you, how do you energize? What are your rituals? Um, yeah. What does your calendar look like? And I'm not saying you have to give the world here all your, your life. Your <laughs> Air the dirty yeah. laundry here. Um, <laughs> but I'm curious. Like. Yeah. So I mean, high level. It's, I have in my calendar, I have my hour of power. So that's when I first get up. And that's usually when I'm going to do um, these different things. I'll stretch, do some kind of stretching or some kind of movement. Mm. Um, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't say Tai Chi. I don't know Tai Chi, but I'll like do my pretend version of Tai Chi sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe some Qigong. Mm. Just something to open up the body. And, and I have my spots that I know that are tend to be more tight or more sore, like my hips and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, so I'll stretch those out first, get some water. That's, that's actually the first thing I do is just drink a Hydration. big glass of water. Yes. Um, cause sleeping, obviously we get dehydrated quite a bit when we mm. sleep. So do that first. And I also know that I'm going to drink coffee, but mm-hmm. I always want to make sure I have my water before my coffee. I love that. Um, I talk to, I speak to that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sort of then you go to the gives me permission, time, but at least, you know, <laughs> yeah. And actually what's interesting is that, um, and this was, this was borne out in the studies, is that there is no correlation to drinking coffee or not and high performance. Oh, so it's not okay. good or bad. So it was actually drawn out in there. Okay. Yeah. So, but where I always caution people, you know, one cup of coffee is fine. If you're doing two, three, four, then there's probably dependency happening there and something to look at. Mm. Um, but and one then cup, we can go into like the digestion and all that. And yeah. But yes, we can. Yep. Yeah. And that'd be <laughs> more your time. field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I'll, I'll get up, I'll have the water, I'll do some movement, um, and then I'll get my coffee and usually a meditation or I'll do some reading. Um, I have my different books that, mm. that I like to read. Um, what are you reading right now? Ooh, I have a few going. So okay. I have Deep Work is one, which is really about getting to the core of what you do and what your passions are. Um, what is the name of this other one? Dean Graziosi's um, Millionaire Success Tips or Habits. I forget okay. which word he uses. Um, that's one. And then um, the other one is called, um, I'm forgetting it right now, Blue Ocean. So the original was Blue Ocean Strategies. This is the sequel to it. Okay. Blue Ocean. Uh, it'll it'll come to it'll you come probably to like later today. It will. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's the other one. That's great. Um, and that's just really about innovation and, and how do you sort of make yourself unique and, and that sort of thing. Um, All relating to what lights you up, which is so cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, it, it's about really energizing the mind mm-hmm. is ultimately what it's about. And then from there, it's really just go into 
go into my day, go into my coaching and I have all my sessions planned in there and then I know what I do in between them. And, and then the end of, end of the day tends to be my exercise time, um, more just because I do it with my lady and that's when we do it. Yeah. Um, I would say naturally I'm probably more of a morning person. Okay. Um, but you know, it's, you want to look at the bigger dynamic of how do we support oh, the, I love the that. unit yeah, too. So totally. And, and having that shared activity together too, which is Absolutely. enriching. Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, and then we cook dinner together and that's again, more, more kind of family time yeah. and connection time. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, of anything, I mean, that's really what's truly important is to understand where throughout your day are you making time to intentionally be present and connect with mm. those people who are most important to you? Yeah. Um, because we all get so overwhelmed and it's easy to check out on your phones and on, you know, Facebook or, you know, anywhere really. Yeah. So many options these days. Yeah. So it's like making sure you have that connection time is so important for just a joyful life. And, and one of the things I would recommend for people when, when you have a calendar, like a day that's so back to back to back, uh, you want to do what's called, and this is in uh, Brendan's book, it, when you, he has an exercise called um, release tension, set intention, mm. which is beautiful. And I think you know about this. Yeah. Um, but basically, it's just take the time once you finish an activity to pause, close your eyes and release any of the energy that might have come up from that whatever that activity was and just let it go. Deep breaths and, and just take a minute. It doesn't take very long. And then take another minute to set your intention for the next thing you're going into mm. and be really clear. How do I want to show up? How would the best version of me show up for this particular thing? Yeah. Um, and that's incredibly powerful. So if you can do that throughout the day in between all your different activities, you're going to feel so much more energized. You're going to reflect and remember your day better. Um, and then especially when you come home, you want to do that when you're going to greet your partner. Right, set that intention for how do I want to really connect with this person? Right, what's going to light them up? So, I really appreciate you bringing that up right now, Nathan, because I feel like for me that's um, that's been a, a really, I, I think in the last, I don't know, even the last few weeks, I would say very present for me just how wonderfully full life is as a as a mom and mm-hmm. you know and working full time. Um, I've taken on a couple of clients, which feels really good. Just juggling all the things that brings so much joy to my life. You know, I yeah. feel like, feel grateful because I feel really um, tuned into intentionality and, and, and making those powerful choices about what I am choosing to do. Mm-hmm. And there are times where I look at my calendar and I do, I just feel overwhelmed and I, I easily can um, catch myself feeling like go, go, just wraps up mm-hmm. in like rushing and feeling like we got to get here, we got to get here, we're doing this. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, my kids feel that energy or um, I can judge by, my my critic comes up and I'm doing yeah, that. Yeah. You know, it's just a snowball. So to to remind me of that, um, release attention. Um, yeah. In between, like it takes it it takes literally like thirty seconds. So just hand on heart, yeah. breathe deeply. Absolutely. Release and here we go. And to, and to be able to share that too with my kids, um, with mm-hmm. people. So thank that's you. Powerful. It's very timely, and I I think I imagine for all the listeners out there that that's really helpful um, because ideally that's the essence of life. Is is. Um, is really just landing right here, right now. Yeah. And easier said than done. But I'm listening to uh, Tara Brock's um, Radical Acceptance right now. Oh, okay. Have you read that? I haven't. Okay. Um, I'm about halfway through. Super powerful. I think you would love it. Um, but just it's so much about 
Um, just how, how we're all, many of us are wired with so much from our childhood, so much from our past um, experiences, but with this idea like embedded in us that we're, we are not quite enough or, mm-hmm. um, you know, that she talks about the unworthiness, like trance that we can get caught in and mm-hmm. trying to, you know, prove ourselves um, and, and keep doing better. And, and in some ways I'm, I'm listening, you know, high performance, we're always trying to step out of the comfort zone and what more can we get to? How more, how much more can we be expanding ourselves? And then there's this aspect, you know, and, and Tara's sharing about like relaxing into, into the now, mm-hmm. um, relaxing into mindfulness. Cause she also is in her yeah. beginning of sharing of her journey is talking about how she finds Buddhism. She finds mindfulness. She lives in ashram and she feels such complete bliss after those first like two and a half hours of sadhana practice mm-hmm. and breakfast and nourishment. And then she, like her depression and her um, struggles start to show up and that anxiety and then the desire for yeah. these tools or this, our spiritual practices to somehow um, obliterate all of those struggles. Like we have this like desire for that just to go away and not yeah, come yeah. back. Right. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. I am just sharing because it's, it's, I've been thinking about that cause I'm literally listening to that book right now. Um, in our conversation and all this, it is, it's so true. It's like, we can't have, um, as you mentioned, like there's that balance in the dance between the struggle and the, yeah. and the, the progress. Yeah. Like it's, they go hand in hand, just like we can't experience joy without knowing what deep sadness feels like. You Absolutely. Know? But how much has a human? It's so like, still it yeah. comes up so much. So, yeah. yeah. And you know, when we, this is popping in my head thinking of when you share about, acceptance um and i'm sure there's a link here somewhere i'll see if i can make it (laughs) Mm -hmm. my brain works funny sometimes um but i was thinking about in high performance like there are lots of people who are already high performers you know they'll raise their hands and they might be like well you know i'm i'm already there right um and one of the things that brendan talks about is what are the traps of high performance right so what are the traps of people who are already performing at a high level and what are those things that normally will precipitate that fall from grace, mm. if you will. And he talks about three different things. Um, one of them, and this is what came to my mind, is superiority. Mm. And when we look at, I'm better than you. Like the ego. The ego. Yeah. And, and because if you're performing at a high level, it's, it can be easy to fall into that trap of, oh, look at, all, like, look at my team. Right? They're just not getting it done. right? Or they're not stepping up or they don't get it or anything like that. But it, what I love about this is we all fall into this trap mm. at our own, in our own way. Like anytime you sort of, if someone cuts you off and, and you have to speed up and get past them, right? Or if you say something like, oh, like what a moron. Like, why did you do that? Mm. Like, those are all small little things of us feeling superior to somebody else mm. and thinking that we're somehow better. Yeah. And when we do that, I think Brendan says, uh, how he says it is great is, Superiority, it like takes us off track a quarter inch at a time, uh, you yeah, know, and it's, yeah. it's the small things like that that we don't realize because most of us don't mean to be no. superior. We don't have huge egos. We're like, oh, you suck and I'm great. Right. It's the, it's those small things that we just don't necessarily recognize that take us off. And when and bef- that judge shows up and we can just catch yep. ourselves like, yeah. And before we know it, like, oh, how did I get here? Mm. So that's one of the traps to really be careful of and just notice like, where do I do that in my life? Mm. And because we all do it. And we can do it so much to ourselves too. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. It's like, how do I, how can I overcome that? Mm. Right. And humility is really the best, yeah. the best response to that. How can I make myself more humble? And part of being humble is what? Asking for help. Yes. Totally. Right? Or, yeah. or asking for input, asking for advice. That feedback. Um, yeah. 
So that's one trap. Second trap is dissatisfaction. Mm. So as a striver, it can be easy to uh, get into that feeling of, ah, like I'm just, I'm not getting enough done. Or, you know, we all fall into, I'm not enough, right? I'm dissatisfied with who I am. So an important thing here is to, how do you become that satisfied striver? How can you really be conscious of your progress? Because we all, we're all making progress, what we talked about. That's one of, that's one of the narratives. And so it's a matter of, are you recognizing how far you've come? Mm. And, you know, if you have journals, if some of your journals, it's great to just look back and read some of your old journals Mm -hmm. or look at some of your old goals and be like, wow, like, I didn't even, like, look how I used to think or look what used to be ambitious for me. Yeah. And now you can see how far you come or how you've expanded and grown. And that's empowering. That can, that can help raise our level of confidence. Um, But then again, also feel, okay, like there is this level of satisfaction uh, and it's okay to feel satisfied. It doesn't mean that you're going to stop striving. Right. It just means that you're recognizing, wow, look what I've done. Mm. And let's go. What else can I get done now? Keep yeah. going. Yeah. Um, and the last one is neglect. Mm. So this shows up a couple of different ways. So high performers, when they're constantly like go, go, go and, and striving and getting things done, um, neglect shows up in sort of obliviousness meaning that you're so hyper-focused or obsessed um, that you just don't think of other stuff. It's off your radar. Mm. Um, you know, and that could be relationships. could be the wife or the husband or the kids or the friendships or other relationships. And you just, before you know it, you're like, oh, whoa. Like, mm. when did things get so bad? Mm. You've just been oblivious to it. Yeah. Um, and then beyond that, check my... Um, I wrote a note here. That's good. Um, so much to talk about. Oh, yeah. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, yes, overreaching. So, oh, such a huge So doing thing. too much. So, and, and I have so many clients who fall into this. I can, I can relate. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> but it's because we want to get so much done. And mm-hmm. we just, if, if you're someone who is, who's here to serve, you just really want to step up and you really want to, um, make your difference and make your impact and you say yes 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 saying yes to everything because mm-hmm. you think it's it's all sort of golden nuggets going to take you to where you want to go mm-hmm. and then you just get overwhelmed and it's it's too much and and then once you've sort of been barreled with all these things you've taken on and you feel overcommitted now things start falling through the cracks things aren't getting done mm-hmm. um and it just leads to, again, negative outcomes. So you want to be really mindful of, and one of the things with high performers is they say no more often. <laughs> you have to learn mm-hmm. how to say no. Um, I, I think, I'm trying to think of the statistic. It's, I think it's high performers will say no 80% more wow. than other people. Like no, and it's not that you can't say yes, but no is the first response. That's amazing. And then think about it. And then it has to be sort of like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Right. right. Like so clear on that distinction on, on like the feeling in the body, yep. you know, our bodies give us so much that wisdom, that they message. Do. Um, you, you really helped me tap into that. I've struggled. I still struggle to say no. And I was so proud of myself the other day. I'm just going to share a little example Please. because I had a friend, um, a dear friend and also, you know, health like professional, um, uh, reach out to me like who knows what excites me and she's like hey I'm doing this new thing I thought of you you know would love to invite you to be a part of it um so I mean another thing you could take on it could be supportive wherever you're at with your business and of course I'm like there's this part of me is like oh it's so great I'm like lit up and and I, I like had to stop and I was like you know what I'm 
And my response to her is like, hey, I love this. Thanks for thinking of me. I'm practicing saying no. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to say no right now. Um, there's not like it. It's yeah, there's Doug, but I pretty much left at that. And her response is like, oh my gosh, you need to teach me how to do that. <laughs> you know, but we, it's like so great because I, I am, that was one of my commitments to myself this year was, you know, I think I've made a big shift over the last few years, but, um, I, I was laughing with my manager and said, awesome. I'd written that down. I'm, I'm saying no more, nice. <laughs> you know, to you be more to. intentional because where that, where that for me, um, and what you're talking about too, Nathan is like, it's just that it allows us to open up the energy and the space, um, to really step into the things that we're choosing to do that much mm. more powerfully. Yep. Um, so, Absolutely. And even our family. And Yeah. It's about slowing down, be more strategic, right, about mm. what you're doing, um, and then take action on that plan, mm. right? And if you can just remind yourself the importance of doing that. And, and it's almost people have, in today's day and age, they just want everything now, right? It's yeah. instant gratification. And... It's how can you start looking at the long play? Mm. Because we all have plenty of time. Mm. There's plenty of time for us to um, grow our business or you know achieve our dreams and our goals. But we have to be willing to say, okay, this is going to take some time. You know, it's like we said, it's the consistency. It's the small consistent actions. And so just be more strategic about what you're doing instead of trying to do everything all at once. Right. And in the long run, you're going to get much more done. Stop, stop, like, you know, assessing your success. And I'm saying you as, like, the the general, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I have been so aware of this, like, um, on our to-do list, you know, mm-hmm. and how much, how much, how many things we've accomplished. Like, let it, it doesn't have to yeah. be the amount, right? It's, like, the, the quality. So, yep. um, Definitely. wow. Yeah, so, so good. And I love that, that segue from the Tara Brock thing. I think that that made so much sense. Um, All right, good. So, yeah, no, <laughs> you never know with me. You know, because there's so much, she, she ends up talking so much about, you know, the the wings of compassion, you know. Mm. Um, so it's it's really landing in compassion and mindfulness. Um, yep. So anyway, I recommend that one. On, um, when you, you have awesome. enough right now on your on list, list. But, yeah. <laughs> Um, so Nathan, I feel like we could talk forever. It's amazing. Probably. I love, I love <laughs> diving into the conversation with you and seeing where our conversations flow. Um, there's so much richness and wisdom you offer. Um, I'd love for you to share, um, a couple more things come to mind. Like who is your ideal client right now? And, um, do hmm. you have room to take more people on? That's a great question. Yeah. Um, I do room, room is getting limited um which is awesome that's exciting it is a quality problem yeah um and but i'm really committed to working with people who are committed uh, so when you talk about an ideal client um it's usually people who are just committed to that journey and and they know i would say one of two things they either know that they're not really hitting their full potential that they, they know that it's there but there's some blockade there's some barrier that is just keeping them from doing what they know they're capable of doing. But they really want it. They really want to get there. And it's like, okay, I just need that help. I need that that outside observer to say, here's what's going on. Shine the light on it. And then kind of kick my ass to, to mm-hmm. get me to take yeah. action, to move through it and come up with a plan for how I'm going to do it. And to do it in a way that's sustainable, but also, most importantly, feels joyful. Right, bring the joy into yes. life, bring that confidence in, and bring that full engagement in. So that's one person, um, and it can be you know it takes humility to say you know what I'm I'm not showing up the way I know I can. Um, so it requires that level of awareness of um, selflessness mm-hmm. even, and then mm-hmm. to say but you know what I can serve in a bigger way. 
the other person would be the person who is already a high achiever and just really needs to figure out, well, what's my next level look like? So people who, you know, they're already committed, they're already doing some great things, but we all have another level. You know, there's always something else that we can do. There's always refinements that can be made. And so really looking at that person who is committed because they've already achieved so much, but they know there's more mm-hmm. and just helping them find out what that is. Mm. So, awesome. Yeah. It's so exciting. That's great. Yeah. Um, so thank you for asking. Yeah, you're welcome. And what else, I mean, what is, what else do you want to share before we, we kind of end mm. our call or this episode together? I want, I want you to be able to have the space to share what you're getting to. Yeah. What's one of your big goals? Um, what's one of my big goals? Well, one of my big goals, I would say, it, well, my one of my ultimate goals is to become a one of the most highly sought after coaches. And the reason I share that is, that's you know, awesome. yeah, I mean, I mean, you just that's a, it's, it's a not you know that. it's not from a place of ego. It's from a place of I know I'm on this planet to serve in a big way, mm-hmm. and if I'm going to do that, I just, I have to play big. Yeah. So I guess the message that I would share is. You know, don't don't allow yourself to stay small. Like, mm. play a bigger game because mm. we all have a bigger game. Totally. And once we step into that, and I have plenty of um, clients who who could speak to this. Once they stepped into their bigger version, like their lives just started shifting in such incredible ways. Yeah. Um, and it's just recognizing that there's a bigger game to play. Yeah. And so. I would have greater light within us to shine out. Yeah. Yeah. And once you start playing on a bigger stage, now you're able to impact more people. Mm. And really that's what it's about for me is how many people can I impact while I'm here? Um, and so, so that's why I want to play at that level. Yeah. Um, that is, and that's why that's important for me. Uh, so, but the message I would really leave people with is we all have greatness within us. We all have brilliance. We all have, a huge light, bright light that we can shine. And you want to make sure that you have people in your life that are supporting you, that are champions for you. Mm. So, and there's always going to be people who are sort of naysayers or haters. And the message really is, even though it's hard, don't worry about them. Mm. Don't, if you're going to compare and judge and, um, or I'd say if you're going to compare yourself, the only person you should compare yourself to or try to live up to are the people who are cheering you on. The people who see the greatness in you and are trying to extract it, sure, try and meet their expectations because that's going to make you better. But the people who are the naysayers and just like, why are you doing that? Like, you don't want to do that. You don't need to do that. Who are you to do that? Like, mm-hmm. All that BS. It's just let them live their life. Mm-hmm. Let them live their life. And if anything, use that as fuel that says, you know what? I'm bigger than that and I'm going to show up and, and I'm going to make a difference with my life. Mm. So it makes me think of like how we can be powerful mirrors for each other absolutely, and, um, and like high vibrational energy, you know, it's like yeah. matching with, um, the kind of frequency and energy that you, you want to be living in every day and connecting with and feeling within yourself. You yeah. Know? Um, so yeah. yeah. And on that note, really it's, it's about, um, one more tip for becoming more influential. One of our pillars, if you want to be more influential, just help lift more people up. Mm. Be their cheerleader. Be their champion. Mm. And the more that you can do that and do it intentionally every single day, like, who can I lift up today? Right? Who can I cheer on today? Mm. The more influential you'll become and the happier you'll be. What a great question to start the day with, too. You know? Like Absolutely. Having your water, moving your body, landing gratitude, and then, all right, 
who am I lifting up? Yep. You know, how can I be of service? Which I love that that is such a message. I mean, you go to your website, Nathan, and that's mm-hmm. there. That's like all over your website is that feeling, that warmth, that energy of like, like, hey, I'm here powerfully to be of service and mm-hmm. to support and yeah, and body. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's beautiful. You can feel that with you. Awesome. Well, thank so, you. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I have one last question. Oh, one last question. Are you going to ski again? um absolutely okay cool absolutely and i'll do it much better next time and you'll welcome another adventure (laughs) i will i will i'll i'll maybe do it more intelligently okay next time um but yes i will awesome where can people find you nathan uh so they can find me uh certainly on linkedin um facebook Uh, my website is embodiedexcellence.com uh, so come reach out, um, have a session. You know, one of the things I, I love to offer people is just a free session where we can explore you know, what is that breakthrough that you need? What's that breakthrough you're looking for? Uh, so if you're curious, then hop on over to the website, sign up for a session, and uh, let's rock and roll. Awesome. Thank you so much for being with me again today. All right. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Awesome.